Hi, you are listening to the Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and ProVoiceOverTraining.com podcast. I'm Heidi Rue. And I'm Mike Stout. And Atlanta VoiceOver Studio is a recording and training facility. And ProVoiceOverTraining.com is our digital training platform. And our whole goal here is to elevate, equip, and inspire. And we want to provide you with the resources that you need to create the voiceover career that you want, which is why we even have this podcast, because we bring on industry professionals as our guests that share their journey, tips, lessons to help you with your voiceover career. And today we're talking with Angela Davis. So excited to have her here. She's an Atlanta actress. She's known for roles, so many roles, so I couldn't fit it all in here. But (laughs) The Accountant, House of Pain, Resident, Cloak and Dagger, and Pea Valley. And she's also an acting teacher and she's a voice actor. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here, Angela. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Me too. Well, and thank you. And I met Angela years and years ago over at another uh, acting school when I yeah. first was diving in. Um, and uh, mutual people that we know yeah. were you know, always talking about Angela Davis, Angela Davis. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, who is? And then I finally got to meet you. And yeah, now- we did some improv classes together. Oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. I forgot about that. Fun times. Absolutely. It's been a long time. If there were walking Google reviews, like Angela would have like five stars because like (laughs) everyone that we talk to that's taken her class is like, oh my gosh, she's so good. She's such a good teacher. I can see you just walking walking around and the the stars just kind of pop up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she's a five star. (laughs) Yes, totally. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, geez. Oh, before, I'm sorry, before you ask your first question, this is my fault because I totally forgot to include this. But one of the reasons why we have Angela here is not only oh, to yeah. find out about her journey, but she's also teaching a really cool workshop at Atlanta VoiceOver Studio. And we're calling it um, Acting and Voice... Wait, VoiceOver Acting. VoiceOver and Acting. We debated yes. a lot about this, obviously. <laughs> and I don't remember what the conclusion, yeah. but it's up on our website. Yes. Basically, the gist of it is that there are so many people that have come through our classes at Atlanta VoiceOver Studio that want to do voiceover, but they have no acting background. Mm -hmm. And so we always tell them, hey, take an acting class, take an acting class. But then it can be really overwhelming. Like, you know, you could end up signing up for a six-month Meisner class and go, wait, how is, how am I going to, how's this going to help me with (laughs) voiceover? I don't know. And so what we had asked Angela is, Angela, can you come and kind of teach some of the foundations of acting for these students that don't have an acting background, makes it a little bit simpler, pulls it together and shows them how it relates to voiceover specifically. And Angela is the perfect person to do that because she's an accomplished on-camera actress as well as an accomplished voice actor. So sorry that I did not include that, Mike, and I interrupted you, but I wanted to oh, get no, that Oh, no, you're in. fine. That was, that was great. But And, and the, the great thing that we found out from teaching and instructing is that there are some people who can share knowledge and share wisdom. But and, and that's kind of my role. Like I do bits and pieces, we found out. When we first start, started the studio, Heidi thought, oh, I'm, I'm, Mike's going to teach. Yeah. It actually was the opposite. I'm good with just inputting information when I see, oh, okay, I can share this. But Heidi strings things together. And that's just the heart and the, the mind of a teacher. And I think that you have that. But before we get to all that, <laughs> you got to break it down. Your, your journey in, into, uh, into yeah. on camera. Yeah. So I was, I've probably been acting since the womb. (laughs) I've been uh, uh, an actor as long as I can remember. I was the kid who 
actually enjoyed those family get-togethers when, you know, your mother was like, remember that poem you did? Go ahead and read that poem. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, my God. I was the kid that was like, okay, I'm going to need y'all to sit down. I'm going to need <laughs> some lighting. I'm going to need everybody quiet. So let's yeah. go ahead and invite the neighbors. Yeah. Um, I'm going to need an audience. Yeah. You weren't program. shy at all, right. were you? Not at all. Yeah. I was absolutely ready and oh. available to all of that. So... Um, I just always love to perform and I've been doing it as long as I can remember as much as I could. And, um, once I graduated college and I moved to Atlanta, um, I was in corporate America and I lucked up because I had a work from home job. I worked in it work from home (laughs) job and my boss was British. And I'm saying that because he had a very European mindset around work, which was work smart and not hard. And he used to always say, I don't understand. And you Americans, you work 50 <laughs> to 60 hours for four to five days of vacation a year. Yeah. Like he he would just be like, that's insane. I don't yeah, understand yeah. what insane. y'all are doing here. <laughs> and so when I told him that I wanted to be an actor, he was like, oh, that's so awesome. Get some autographs for me. Go do it. So if I had an audition I needed to cut out, he was like, great. Take the rest of the wow. day. If I what book something, blessing. he was like, awesome. Let me know when it's going to be on TV. Like, he was completely supportive. Completely. That's amazing. Yeah. So it really allowed me to further my career as I was working <laughs> to support my dream. Right. So Is this yeah. company um, around still for other people? Yeah. <laughs> Are they taking applications? Yeah, I know, right? For other people? <laughs> I know, right? So, um, so it. the more I got into it and the more... I, you know, did it just further along in my career, just booking more and more and more. And finally, in 2016 um, is when I finally decided to make the leap. I think there's always a moment in an actor's journey where you kind of go, okay, am I going to do this full time? And is it going to work? And it's so ridiculously scary and crazy. (laughs) But I was like, I'm done. And at that time, I was working... um, um, I was working for Apple at the time. We called them the fruit company. I was working for the fruit company (laughs) and um, doing IT. And they were wonderful, phenomenal company to work for. But I was getting so much work, I was having to call out more than I was able to work. And I said, okay, now's the time. Yeah, That's great. Yeah, took the leap and never looked back. Yeah. And then how did you end up adding like voiceover as well? Oh, it was such a fluke. It was such a fluke. So I booked a Macy's industrial. So it was like a training video um, for Macy's employees. And while we were on set, um, the director said, hey, do you want to do the voiceover for the training video? I was like, okay. I had no idea what that meant, but I was like, I can talk. Okay, sure. (laughs) Come to the studio and do it. I was like, okay. So uh, did the voiceover. And I was like, all right. And then I ended up booking another voiceover, that same company. Um, uh, one of their clients was a pharmaceutical company. And they were looking for a voice for another one of their training videos. So I ended up booking that. Um, and then I was like, yeah, okay. this voiceover thing is awesome. I don't have to wear any makeup. I don't have to look well. I don't have to have any lines to memorize. Yep. Yep. This mm-hmm. is fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Does it, people know about this stuff? <laughs> more actors should know. What did anybody tell me, right? So um, that's kind of, that was my intro yeah. into the business. And yeah. then I booked I booked one public spot. And I was like, oh, pfft. 
voiceover is easy. I can do it. And I never booked anything again <laughs> for years. And yeah. I could not get it. I was yeah. like, I don't understand. I'm so great. Like, why yeah. am I not booking voiceover? Yeah. And it's like, well, you need training, <laughs> ma'am. You need to get yeah. trained yeah. in a demo yeah. and like really yeah. understand what it is um, that you're doing because luck is only going to take you so far. And if you really want to be serious in this industry, you need to be trained because your luck can get you in the room. Connections can get you in the room, but talent is going to sustain you. And every, even the best talent has to be honed and it needs training and it needs to be constantly trained. Um, and if somebody like Whitney Houston, who had a vocal coach her entire career, certainly actors right. need yeah. voiceover yep. training, right? Yes. Yep. That's so, such a great. I usually mm -hmm. use the, uh, the example of Tiger Woods. If Tiger Woods oh. still gets trained, yeah. you know, well, not now, but yeah. you know, yeah. over his career, how much more? Cause Michael we, we Jordan still... had a coach. Right. I mean, yeah. 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 So true. Yep. So I had the opposite experience with acting. So voiceover was great, but acting, like I booked one of my first gigs. I'm like, boom, it's on fame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> And then it was like two years of dryness. It's yeah, like, mm. okay, I'm going to go get more, more training. Yeah. <laughs> About that training. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Let me look into that. Yeah. 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 So how would you say that your on-camera acting and training has helped you for voiceover? You know, one of the um, foundations of good acting is your ability to make dialogue your own. And, you know, how you play with words in a script, um, in a scripted format and really play and use those words to find the voice of the character. And that skill is directly tied to what you're doing in voiceover because in voiceover, you're a mom or a friend or a student or, you know, a dog or, you <laughs> know, um, whatever you, it is, um, you still have to be able to use those words to communicate and to, to be able to convey them understanding all of the different things that make it work, pitch and tone and tempo and beats and breaths and all of those things. Um, all of those things are inherent foundational um, techniques used in on-camera acting. And it is absolutely even more imperative in voiceover because all you have is your voice. If I slip on camera, my nonverbal, my visual is still the the non. I'm still seen. So because it's a visual medium, even if my words slip a little bit, you can still see what I'm feeling um, to pick up the slack in VO. Mm -mm. So your ability to be able to use words and and really tap into dialogue effectively is everything. Yeah. So true. And it's interesting because when we have the, the intro to voiceover workshops here, um, you can tell when people get into, into the booth for the first time and you can tell who's an actor and who's not because they have, you know, even though they still need to be trained, mm -hmm. they still have an instinct that they can go on that stands out from somebody who's just coming in from, say, the, the corporate world. Absolutely. Um, but it's, it's just neat to see that. But then, yeah, there's so much more to, yeah. to learn. Yeah. You know, one of the things that you even said um, before we actually started rolling is that it 
being trained in acting is also like voiceover. Just because you're trained in acting doesn't mean that that automatically gives you the skills for voiceover, but also you need those acting skills for voiceover. Correct. Um, but it is crazy that there are there's there's probably a lot of similarities as far as some of the challenges that we face with on camera and voice acting. But what is something specific for you that you face, like a hurdle in voiceover that you kind of had to overcome? Um, one of the things that's super important is breath control because breath control impacts your phrasing and phrasing impacts your believability. And so one of the things I had to really get was about when I was taking breaths and being able to control that so that my phrasing or what is attempted to be, uh, what the approach is or what they're trying to communicate is coming the way that they want it. And that was one of the things I really, really had to work on. It took me, I, I wasn't making the connection right away. And then um, uh, my vocal coach, uh, my voiceover coach um, was explaining it to me and she played back something that I did when I was sort of doing all of these inherent breaths after every word and things. And she yeah. was like, I don't know. Are you panicked? What's happening? Why are you breathing so yeah. much and so hard? And then without that, really kind of a smooth, you know, having that breath control. And once I heard it, I was like, oh, okay. So that was really, really important. Yeah. So, so true. Yeah. I, I think the, uh, the interesting thing about, our careers, especially when, you know, you say you're, your coach, you know, cause we've all had coaches and, and like we tell people here, coach with somebody as long as you can learn as much as you can from them and then move on to the next person, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's here or yeah. elsewhere, yeah. wherever. Yeah. Um, you've certainly had breakthroughs in your voiceover career. Can you share about that? And if it's involved a coach at, at some point? Um, one of the, um, one of the major, one of the biggest breakthroughs I had was really being able to develop my ear. And I don't, I didn't know that early on how important that was, but the ability to repeat back what is given to me is so important yeah. because sometimes the way that you think you're saying it, the way that you want to deliver doesn't match maybe what the client intends. And sometimes, not even out of disrespect, they're going to say, hey, can you just deliver the line this way? Right. And so they'll give you a line read. Yeah. And your ability to hear and do that and and nail it back, yeah. and it's everything. It is not just the words, but pitch and tone and tempo and the breaths. And being able to nail that line read back as you hear it yeah. is critical. And I had one of those moments where um, in the middle of the session, the client, um, they were changing up a lot of things. They had changed up a lot of things. I don't know if they just didn't meet before the session, but there was a lot of them on the call. And so they were a little stressed with each yeah. other. And I yeah. was just like, I'm just okay. okay. Yeah. Like you can hear them kind oh of gosh. like, that's not what we want. And so um, one the the guy that was kind of leading the session, um, I could hear his frustration with, they. you know, they were all kind of frustrated with each other. And he was very nice, but he said, hey, Angela, I don't want to be disrespectful, but I'm going to go ahead and give you some line reads because I think they were all over the table and he was just like, right. okay, we're paying for this time, so yeah. let's just go ahead and, you know. And so he gave me about 
eight line reads and I knocked it out the park. Never missed one. And um, after the session, um, him and uh, the other woman who was there, who was actually the client, um, she sent me an email um, thanking me and how impressed they were nice. with awesome. um, with the work. And so that was just a really cool breakthrough. Um, really understanding how important it is not only because we talk, we think about voiceover in terms yeah. of speaking. Yeah. yeah, we don't ever think about it in terms of listening. So true, so true. Yeah. That's why we always say, even with in our classes, like. We try and um, and prompt people like what to listen for in other people's reads, but we're like this part is part of the class as well. When you are listening to your uh, the other students, this is actually developing skills in you, and so mm-hmm. don't tune that out because that's important too. Yeah. So I always tell actors when they um, when they take my acting classes, I always say to them that you're going to develop an actor's eye. Once you've done it, it's you're going to watch TV and you're going to be looking at the extras. Like nobody yeah. except actors look at the extra or the camera work or the lighting. Yep. We pay attention <laughs> to sound. We pay attention to the you looping. Know, yes, looping and <laughs> continuity. And we're always like, no, oh, her yeah. hair just moved. Like that was that's a jump cut. Uh-huh. And my friends are yeah. always like, oh my god, can you just be entertained? <laughs> right. And I'm like, I'm really sorry, but I'm like, that was the shift it's in the dialogue so, and the so storyline. Just didn't. It just wasn't. You know, I just, I just, they just missed something, and they were like, it's "So true." It, you you can't unsee it because you know yeah. what it's like behind the scenes. Yes. And yeah. I and I tell actors who are interested in voiceover that you're gonna, de- you should be looking to develop an actor's ear, so that when you hear voiceover, when you hear things on television, in your car, in the radio, that you are there's something that turns on, and you're listening to those things, and those things help you too. Yeah. Um, you talked about your on-camera class, and I was going to ask you more about like what you want people to walk away from, but I feel like you've already even shared some of those things. Um, so instead, will you share with us kind of what you feel like your teaching philosophy is? Because everyone has kind of a different thought about that. You know, <clears throat> it's funny because I was thinking about that on the way over here, and I don't know that if I've, I've put my philosophy into words, I need yeah. to do that. But I can tell you that my approach is sort of all uh, is all about giving actors um, every tool that they possibly can and to sharpen every tool that they're given so that they know what to use when they need it. I haven't put that in the philosophy. It kind of sounds like our values of equip, elevate, and inspire. Well, yeah, but I love love that, though. Because here's the thing. (laughs) I feel like, and and tell me if you guys both agree with me on this. I feel like there's been times where – where finally it's kind of all fit together where I felt like, wow, I really do feel like I did an excellent job. But when I felt that way is when I knew exactly what to use, when to use it, how to use it. Mm-hmm. And it didn't take me that long. Yeah. Like when all those things came together right at that moment, those are the times in my career that I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, I feel accomplished, you know, um, and not to sound weird, not accomplished as in like, look at me, but just as I've really, it's finally all clicked. Yeah. You know. And I think it's okay to say, I'm good. Yeah. Because Heidi, you're good. Oh, thanks. You're good. And you are accomplished. <laughs> I know. And, it is hard for me to say that. And you are but. excellent. And I think it's okay to say that. Um, there's something, you know, where we're always sort of telling actors and people who are in the arts to be humble. You know, the people praise you and you sort of, you know, 
um, get talked about and you have to be, you know, humble. You have to, oh, no, thank you. I just, I don't want, no, you know what? I've worked hard. Yeah. I've been in this industry over 20 years. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I well, do an audition and I get an audition. Yep, you're damn right. Because yeah. I'm good at what I do. <laughs> yep. And yeah. I'm proud of the work that I've done. And I've yeah. invested in myself years and time and yep. ridiculous amounts of money. Yes. And yep. you know, and I've got a lot of rejections. Yep. And I've been told no a whole hell of a lot. And you know what? I'm good. Yeah. I was given a gift. I use it. I help people with that gift and I'm proud of that. And yeah. I and it's reflected in the work that I do. And I think Perfect. it's okay. And I think it's okay to say that. Well, I was Preach. in a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was in a, a Bible study just a couple of weeks ago. And one of the things we talked about, one of the guys mentioned, because it was kind of this this area, because there is a humility that we have to have. Yeah. But he was telling one of the other guys, he's like, remember, confidence is not the same as cockiness. Correct. Oh, great. And that that just set it apart. It's like, yes, I can still be confident and humble, but the, the Bible says to let your light shine. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't draw what's dimmed. Right. Yeah. Light draws. So shine on. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know a better way to close out this podcast. Like, I should just, like, shut up. We're just, we'll edit this part We're going to get you okay. a, neon, a neon sign like hers is don't stop getting yeah. get it in her, in her office. We're just going to have to shine, shine on. on. <laughs> I love it. You're amazing. Thank you so much, Angela. I appreciate awesome. it.